Leah here. You've probably been wondering where we were this month. Full disclosure, it's all on me. I've been dealing with migraines, a fractured shoulder, and subsequent mental health stuff. I hope you can understand the crazy delay on these episodes. Welcome to our double feature Promvember adventure. It's a fun, fierce, fancy, and fabulous couple of films. Let's get on to the show. Welcome to Tell Me More, Tell Me More, the podcast. I'm your host, Leah. And I'm your host, Adesia. And this is a movie musical podcast where we watch a movie musical and then we talk about it. We have decided to have a double feature this month, Mm -hmm. aka uploading twice on the same day. We love it. (laughs) Um, We are doing The Prom. This is our second installment of the but we're doing the prom yay this one is based on a broadway show which was also technically based on real life that's fun yeah do you have any history with with the prom no i don't apart from when you and charlotte sang a song from it at uh the winter showcase one year which is mm-hmm. that it was suddenly familiar to me as I listened to it in the film. I was like, ah, yes, I recall. But no, apart from that, (laughs) I have no history at all with this show slash film. How about you? Same. I think I stumbled across it as I was looking for, like, duets that were sang by two main leads or something along those lines mm-hmm. i think that same year um i did the song from chess i knew him so well with another friend of ours but um yeah i know nothing i knew basically nothing outside of like it's queer it's prom there's like celebrities in it um and by celebrities i mean in world celebrities um but yeah, I also I didn't really know what to expect and was a little I don't know I, I don't know how I feel, but we'll get into <laughs> it, I guess. Um but yeah, like I said, it was it's kind of based on a real life story yeah. of a girl Constance something. <laughs> Constance something. <laughs> Constance McMillan. <And> like, <laughs> yes. Constance McGillan in like 2010 or so um, wanted to go to prom with her um, girlfriend and they were like no and then a lot of what happens here sort of happens happened in real life I'd also I initially thought it was based on a different story because I know there is a similar story that happened years ago like decades um where it was like someone wanted to take their same sex partner to prom or something along those lines and it became like a huge thing um there is another stage production called prom queen which i could find absolutely nothing on um i wasn't looking that 
that intensely, but I couldn't find anything on it. And it's basically the same plot, I guess, except for a different story. So there is that. So we open um, actually on Broadway where we have... Wait, don't we get like two seconds of the real life? I honestly can't remember if I'm being honest. I know that the first songs happen in Broadway, but... Is that where it really starts? Oh, no, 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 no. We have two seconds of, like, the PTA. We have the PTA first. Got so it. That, okay, right. That's when <laughs> my... I, I swear there's something that happens before <laughs> all of this debauchery. No, no, the, the PTA had... My brain just completely wiped it from memory. It's just like, so we start on Broadway. No. So <laughs> the so the PTA, um, we, we're in Indiana. Uh where we have a school uh, PTA happening. Uh, it is announced by, I guess, um, whoever is the head at the time we find out her name is uh, Miss Green. She is announcing that the prom is going to be canceled uh, because uh, a student wanted to bring her same-sex uh, partner uh, to the dance. Um the principal seems to be very much in support of the young woman whose name is Emma, but he doesn't seem to have that much power against the PTA. And we can see that at this point in the story, we come into a story that is already unfolding uh, as we see that there is like active media attention around this uh, scenario more than there would be uh, if this was something that was just starting. So we we come into a crucial moment and then the media then as uh, the head of the PTA leaves, um, the media then turns attention to Emma herself who is just startled and <laughs> confused and very much just shocked that they would cancel the entire prom rather than just let her go with someone uh, so which is it is absolutely extreme like it's unfathomably extreme and i also know that it is obviously it's something that did happen literally but i was about to say like it's something that could happen because people and their homophobia they do not care for sense and they're like oh logic no 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 <laughs> So then we go to Broadway. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we have um, a show billing for Eleanor, the musical, which is Eleanor's Eleanor Roosevelt's story, um, and we have like the lead actor and actress, uh, Dee Dee Allen, who is played by Meryl Streep, and. <laughs> Uh, Barry Glickman, who is played by um, James Corden. Everyone's favorite musical <laughs> theater artist, James I just, Corden. I, I feel so bad for him, actually. I was thinking about it today. Like, there was a, like a petition or something we mentioned mm-hmm. last time. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, I feel bad because he's just out here like living his best life, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but it I don't know his accent though I don't know what that was about yeah it's not um. <laughs> and also like okay like this will probably come in later as well when we talk about how we feel about this show and stuff but like they easily could have just gotten a gay man <laughs> They have because Andrew Rannells right if, there. Right? He was, like, <laughs> he was physically in the building. Like, they could have quite easily hired a Neil Patrick Harris or something. Like, it's it truly did not need to be James Corden. Because unless... Because if you didn't know, friends... Um, yeah, James Corden is a straight man. He has a wife and kids. Like, yeah. he's... Yeah, living his whole heterosexual fantasy, but also getting mm-hmm. to play gay roles, and I'm like, why is this necessary? Like, it's truly <laughs> we're in the 2020s at this point, you know. And like, also the role that he's playing is played by a gay man on Broadway, or at least when the show was on Broadway, was played by a gay man. Could could we not have kept that tradition over? No, but the thing is, I feel like. He and Andrew Reynolds could have easily swapped roles and it would True. not have been as big of an issue as it could because Andrew Reynolds in the role of Barry Glickman, he would have he would have eaten that. He would have chewed that scenery. He would have oh, like yes. om nom nom. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. and then James Corden playing a a former like TV star, like that that works yeah that works so well in my head i don't know why they did it the way i mean admittedly andrew reynolds is very good looking and of course like of course he would have been on a sitcom but (laughs) still yeah still (sighs) anyway so back to the actual movie (laughs) (laughs) Um, so we have um uh, <clears throat> so we have them on opening night of their show. They seem to be, um, I think it's, I think it's just before the show that we're getting all of these, um, press shots, interviews, they're talking about, or maybe it's just after, I can't remember specifically, but they're outside, they're talking to press, and uh, we can see that, you know, they're they're very happy about their roles and the way that they've played them and like how they've presented this story on stage and you know how important it is to tell this particular story about Eleanor Roosevelt um and backstage uh during this is a song that is um what is it changing lives it's very Broadway. Like, yeah, it is. It is. Like it is. very Broadway. But it's like and there's like horns, like uh, brass instruments. It's very larger than life. Mm-hmm. I think it's meant to be that way. I I feel like yeah. like all no, yeah, through... no, it absolutely is det- um, intentional. I think. Yeah, like all through the the film like i feel like when they're doing like specifically broadway-esque songs they like really like push it to be more of that like classical broadway like bombastic sound um 
And then when it comes to um, Emma's side of things with the school kids and stuff, it tends to be more simplistic uh, because they're not really that. Um, I keep thinking show, about I keep show. thinking about Zaz. <laughs> like my brain will not let Zaz go, but we'll Give get to Zaz. <laughs> we'll get to Zaz eventually. Um, but yes. So, um, during the song, we find out uh, that they got a review. They got their first review, and it was very good. And so they're very excited. And so the song continues on. They're dancing on tables. Everyone's having a fantastic time. You know, the whole cast is really excited that this show is going to be, you know, something special. And then they get a review from the New York Times and everyone starts to read it and then everyone just starts to filter out of the room. And, and like, the review is horrendous. It's so mean. <laughs> and I was initially, as it was happening, I was like, no one would review something that harshly. And I was like, wait a minute, girl. Dear Evan Hansen had had everybody and their mother saying Evan Hansen murdered people. Like it was just it was it was rough out there for poor Ben Platt and cohorts. But like so I'm like, okay, you know what? It's it's believable that they'd easily be like, this Broadway show essentially gave me cancer. Never go see it. Oh jeez. Like, oh my god. They basically, they're, both of them are criticized for being absolute narcissists mm-hmm. and like not fully being able to portray their roles because they think about themselves. So, so they decide to get drunk instead. Um, they go to the bar, Dee Dee and Barry, and they meet Trent Oliver, played by... Andrew Reynolds, uh, who is a former Juilliard graduate, um, who when Barry was like, oh, he talks about nothing but Juilliard. I was like, he can't talk about he can't, he's like being facetious, but no, no. he mentioned <laughs> <laughs> no, he mentioned it three times in two minutes. I was like, oh, <laughs> okay, he really meant even that. Even in his like <laughs> solos, even in his solos, he's like. <laughs> Also, I'm from Juilliard, kind of thing. And I'm like, oh, boy, okay. It's like like forging the fires of Juilliard. (laughs) That is your personality trait, isn't it? God. It's the only one. But, so Trent used to be on a sitcom, um, and he was from Juilliard, but he is... He was at the time between shows and so was bartending poorly. <laughs> he looks like he was trying to poison them. Um, but they begin to chat and then Angie Dickinson, played by Nicole Kidman, arrives and she is a chorus girl uh, who's in Chicago who got she, like, walked in doing the Fosse walk and I was like, is this intentional? Is this a dance <laughs> number? What is happening? And then it's like revealed that she's in Chicago and I was like, oh, yeah. okay, I guess. Uh, she is uh, upset because she got passed over 
playing Roxy Hart. I'm guessing she was one of the understudies or something for uh, Tina Louise, who was Ginger in Gilligan's Island. They, all of them, realize that they need something. They need something to boost like their profiles to get them out there because this isn't working for any of them this is not they're kind of fading out of existence which i guess is uh if you're like in the public light you it's a, like a struggle to stay there um so you keep earning money and keep your career they decide to well angie decides to look on twitter um, to see what's trending because they're tossing out ideas like world hunger and things that are just really, really big that for theater celebrities cannot really handle. So they locate Emma's story trending on Twitter and decide that that is going to be the cause that they do because, you know, it's small and something that they can bring attention to and, you know, show their support towards (laughs) at at least in some kind of significant way they don't know how to get there uh, initially but trent is going to be on a tour of godspell which now (laughs) anytime i think i just think about ah yes godspell (laughs) um he's gonna be on a tour of godspell and he decides that they can come along on the bus with him. It's not going to be an issue along with their publicist. Meanwhile, back in Indiana, I almost said Shelby, um, Emma is uh, not so much being, we don't see anyone like physically bullying her, harassing her, but the kids are pissed off about um, the prom being canceled. Which... One of the three, the two mean girls that are um, Alyssa's friends or whatever, the blonde one, she looks so familiar and I couldn't place her and she's not in anything um, that I'm like, oh yeah, I watched that. And it pisses me off. It's either she just <laughs> looks very much like somebody, but I could, I cannot think of who. It was really annoying me. I was like, I know her. Do I know her? I don't know. Yeah, so they're pissed off that the prom isn't happening, quote unquote, because of her. And we get the song Breathe, Just Breathe. I was like, Breathe? I was like, Lynn? No. Um, (laughs) No, we get the song Just Breathe, uh, just as we see her get um, defended by another cheerleader, um, Alyssa. Note to self. Don't be gay in Indiana. Dun, 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 dun. Just breathe, Emma. Dun, 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 dun. Breathe, Emma. Dun, 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 dun. Um, there's, I don't know. I don't know if this is where I started to feel this, but like, there's a tin canny quality to this movie. Like, a tin? like it feels. Like, all the parts are there technically, mm-hmm. but it doesn't feel the way... I, I don't know. I, I don't know how to explain it. just felt tin canny. Like, for instance, in Breathe Emma, she seems pretty chill. Like, she's being bullied, but she's kind of like... 
just breathe and smile girl and it's like i get the part of it is that she's meant to be like you know water off a duck's back or whatever but Mm -hmm. like it doesn't seem connected to like things are kind of bad like she did just get like a whole prom canceled accidentally because people were homophobic like she doesn't need to just be like this is a mile you know I see what you're saying. Um, I do. I don't know if it was just the actress or like the way that she was directed. Um, but she smiles a lot. She smiles a lot, and that's fine, you know. But I feel like a lot of the time, she was smiling didn't necessarily warrant as bright of a smile as she. Yes. Uh, produces I guess is the is the is the whole thing. It's just it felt it made it feel kind of like girl, I don't know what you're on. Right. But yeah. <laughs> please a a little down. Um and also I think she's new. I think like Joellen as an actress. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I feel like this is like her first like proper like she's a main role her voice is very nice not the same i just think her um it might just be that her acting like compared to some of the others that she was bouncing off of the energy didn't quite match after just breathe we have the actors on the godspell bus (laughs) just Trent is not looking very good at all Um, he seems to be motion sick Didi and Barry uh, are discussing again that this will be a good cause for them to take on Um, like what they're actually going to do and how they're going to help at all and how they decide to help is so there's another PTA <laughs> that is uh, happening, another PTA meeting, and the the they're they're discussing that you know according to the the law and the courts they're not allowed to uh, bar someone just because of their sexuality. The PTA, Miss um, Green, the PTA president, seems to have most of the parents on her side talking about values and, you know, beliefs and, you know, all the buzzwords that really you know, stir up the emotions in parents um, when it comes to safeguarding their children from the evil of the gay. So when... <laughs> the the actors barge in with 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 sign with a sign um and saying emma we're here to support you and do all these things and then one of them asks where's didi and barry's like you'll see Mm. they've people have already scaled up into the lighting to turn it on lights on her didi to begin the song (laughs) it's not about me it's about a- Emma, despite Emma um, literally 
She didn't even know what she looked like at first. Pointed to the wrong person. But the song... <laughs> she also forgets her the name, Emma. Like, yeah. That's not about me. Da, 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 da. And it's very like... Would I say Latin influence? Yes. Like tango, pasa doble type vibes. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyways, and Marilyn's just like she's killing it. I will she's say, just it. I love she's doing. I mean, in the whole movie, I think she's like my favorite character. Um. Mm. And yeah, it's truly a song about her with her like interjecting that it isn't. <laughs> it is. It's like, True. I am amazing. I do all this wonderful stuff and I'm so great. And also this isn't about me, but I am amazing. I'm here to help people cause I'm so great. And it's like, oh wow, okay. <laughs> also Keegan-Michael Key's in this movie. Like we've mentioned the principal before, oh, right. but he yeah. is, he is here. <laughs> Um, he he's 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 not doing bad. <laughs> I, I don't mean to bring him up like an afterthought, but it 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 comes to mind every time I think about like him and Meryl in this movie, um, because that was not a pairing my eyes ever thought I would visualize. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, so um, they make a big spectacle of the whole thing. Um, the principal Hawkins, Keegan Michael Key, Keegan Michael Key, um, is actually quite a fan of Dee Dee's. And after the event, when they're all leaving, and Miss Green is convinced that. Uh, the principal had something to do with it. Of course, he did not. He was as surprised as anyone else the principal and Dee Dee get to talking and he espouses about how he saw her in Swallow the Moon and the role that she played, how it had like such an impact on his life and he's such a big fan. And Dee Dee's of course flattered, you know, I guess she hasn't like yeah. met a proper fan in a minute. Um especially not expecting to meet one out in Indiana. But <laughs> So they have like a I have like a nice little chat there. Emma and Alyssa, who had attempted to speak up in the PTA but was ultimately shut down by her mother, have a brief conversation. And then we find out that the person that Emma wanted to take to the prom was actually uh, the PTA president's daughter, who is Alyssa. Alyssa, of course, is not out to anyone what they want is not to like make a huge spectacle it is well according to them to dance with each other just that i just wanna dance with you let the whole world melt the way i dance with you who cares what other people say i wear with you no one can convince me we're wrong. All I have is you and me and a song. <laughs> also, I don't know if it was, I don't know if I, I, if this was me, 
I just, I didn't go back and check, but like, did it feel like half of the songs, at least in the beginning, were only half songs? Yes. No. I agree. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. This feels like it ended abruptly, and I can't quite understand why that choice was made. I completely agree. I don't know how to describe it I think some of the it's songs it's truly that sh- they they start and end so abruptly like even the lead into the songs don't feel like lead into songs you know mm-hmm. like I'm I know it's a cliche type of thing that sort of like talking into a song kind of thing yeah but at least it prepares me enough <laughs> like for me to be like oh a song's happening Sometimes here, it's just like out of, they'll have a conversation. The music will be so faint that it doesn't seem like an intro to a song at all, just kind of underscoring randomly. And then they'll start singing and I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) We're in a musical number. And that's like an insane thing to put a musical theater person through. Like, (laughs) I'm already with you. You don't need to like surprise attack me with these songs. Like... So crazy. Oh no, I do agree. But also, I think like a lot of these songs are shorter than our class. Because I'm looking at the song list here, mm-hmm. like some of these song length times, they're under three minutes. And I'm just like, a musical theater song under three minutes? What are you doing? That's literally. That's <laughs> illogical to me. <laughs> is there meant to be words in between there that you cut out? Like, what's happening? What is happening? Right? Like, either cut the amount of songs so you can have fuller songs. Uh-huh. No, actually, that is the only thing I'd ra- rather you do. <laughs> rather than, like, cut the length of the songs to accommodate for how many there are. Like, I mean, the movie is a whole two hours, so I don't know how much they cut out, but... So after dance with um, dance with you, we go back to the motley crew of actors that we have come to know. They are checking into their motel. They are very disappointed with how it is. Dee Dee's putting her Tonys on the desk, which I wonder if they used any of Meryl's actual Tonys for that. That would have been hilarious. Barry comes in and puts his little drama desk (laughs) apple on the test just be like we should get a suite we should have like a bigger room like there should be an established hierarchy and the guy behind the desk is like i don't know what you're talking about he only gets excited Mm -hmm. when he sees um trent because he knows him from tv talk to the hand Mm -hmm. the the public the publicist uh sheldon um is needed to book them a gig so that they can garner attention for Emma's cause and things like that. They don't know what the booking is um, initially. They had expected that Trent would get Stephen Sondheim, who was supposedly a fan of his um, of his Sweeney Todd. He was poorly misinformed by that. It's quite the opposite. He's not a fan of a Sweeney Todd. Um, to write them a song however because that didn't work out he wrote the song and when I when that song started let me tell you I hit pause on the (laughs) because I was like 
I don't think I can do this <laughs> right now. <laughs> because they end up they end up at our monster truck rally with the with the, the Godspell kids. Um and he goes Trent goes up one of the dirt mounds in like this American jacket with like the tassels at the back, an American flag, um, white suit, uh, akin to evil Knievel. And he like kneels on one knee and like, this is for you, Emma. Uh, let's get rid of intolerance. And I was just like, the second hand embarrassment that I'm feeling right now like through the screen it's eating me alive <laughs> how could you do this um yeah but I'll take time one another so the dun 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 where's the survivor here's what I learned in Juilliard somewhere in there <laughs> Uh, oh, it's very God. like we are the world. Yes, it's like a very we are the world ask type song, sang at a month a monster truck arena to a crowd of people who were there to see car large cars do fun things, and here they are like we are the world, we are the children essentially, and it's like oh I this maybe wasn't the venue for this song. No, it really, really wasn't. <laughs> oh my god. But they have that performance. They don't have a welcome reception. But we find out that the Supreme Court, the Indiana Supreme Court, um, states, has stated that the school has to let Emma attend the prom they're not allowed to discriminate um, in that way that is the ruling from the court everyone's like thrilled excited um, uh, when when the news is revealed to them at the motel and very like Karen from Mean Girls like oh, we did it and it's like no you didn't <laughs> <laughs> you had very little to do with this um <laughs> the principal hawkins gets a chance to take Dee, Dee out to dinner at apples uh, and bees <laughs> at the apples and bees um they I think have... i've been to an applebee's before that's fun i think i have as well and like for those um, of you who are like and I neither of us are like American Americans so like <laughs> I mean I'm nowhere near American for at all so that is why it's kind of like a oh. huh. before the apples and bees though we have the prom proposals everyone's excited that the prom is on again um, and they're doing like the the big proposals. We have all of these guys dancing and asking um, these girls to prom. In the form I met you, blah, 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 blah. 
Na 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 And then you happened you happen and then they have like the emma because like emma and uh, Alyssa start to sing their part and then they mm-hmm. completely abandon the song <laughs> like this is another one of those moments where i was like what <laughs> I, 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 I don't know i feel like I don't know. Maybe it was how they were doing the the scene itself. Mm-hmm. I don't know if in like the original. Do you know if in the original cast album they like sing their whole part? So they have a verse and a key change. <laughs> yeah, like I think the the recordings themselves, the songs themselves on the album are the mm-hmm. full songs it looks like but they just but don't I'm sing the full songs in the movie that in the movie i did not hear a key change like <laughs> i might be completely wrong but i also don't think i am i don't think i yeah i don't think they said i think they went to talking because we were in the bleachers um and the second cheerleader had just gotten promposed to and then we kind of flick over to also I am so confused because I feel like these guys are hiding but not hiding. Like, mm. you're, her mom is head of the PTA. Why are they, like, sitting so close together and, like, holding hands? Holding yeah. hands in, in the fucking bleachers. Like, what? Are you guys sure that you're hiding? Like, I understand. Like, this is a movie. But are you sure? Like, when they met under... The bleachers for that first um uh the the song about dancing uh yes uh when they met under the bleachers i was like okay like you're meeting in secret but here yeah. like you actually just saw... like we're a couple in the middle of school yeah i don't get it i don't get it but okay. anyway they're talking and of course they are spotted because uh Alyssa's like and that's a promise as as like she's walking away um to Emma and of course uh, what are their names Logan and Sophie no um Kaylee and Shelby that those were their real names so Kaylee and Shelby um Though I feel like Logan is such a cheerleader. Anyway, um, so Kaylee. And- I just realized why Logo looks familiar. Logan looks familiar. She looks like, and this is so unrelated, but I needed to say it. She looks like um, a girl. She's like a Canadian girl actress dancer who was on the next step, a season that I didn't watch, but I know that she was on it because I saw her on like world dance battle thing. The thing with like. Derekov, yeah, she's a really great dancer, but that's who she kind of, she has a similar facial structure to her. And so okay. I've now answered my own question. Great. <laughs> Congratulations. But yes, yeah, so they much. see they see them like parting and they're not stupid. So they mm-hmm. kind of deduce that this is what's happening is between these two. Also, this is, sorry, but (laughs) I just remembered this, and it's just so stupid. Uh, And during Just Breathe, 
there's a moment where the two boys that are the boyfriends of the two girls that are the mean girls that are friends with Alyssa, um, they like bump into Emma and they're like, oh, who are you even planning to take to prom? I didn't even realize there was more than one lesbian at the school or whatever. And she's like, oh, it's an exchange student. And like one of them is like, why don't you, here's an idea, why don't you exchange him for a guy? And then I was like, was that, was that meant to be a burn? <laughs> I don't think you met the brief, babes. <laughs> like that was very weak. But it reminded me of uh, Kurt and Ram at the beginning of Beautiful. In the, yeah. Somewhere in the middle of Beautiful when they say something really dumb. And they're like, oh, yeah, nice. And I'm like, nothing that you just said right now was really an insult. Like, mm-hmm. you need to work on it a little more. There's always two jock boys. But I mm-hmm. going going back from that as well, she said, no, you don't know who they are. It's an exchange student. What if there was like an actual exchange student at that school? Like what mm-hmm. you would just be like possibly outing, but probably not. But then like saying that that person is a lesbian. That's true. That is really I'm, true. I'm just like, what are you doing? I I mean, like, I guess it makes it is very unlikely that there would be an exchange student at your small town in Indiana. But still, <laughs> but still, yeah, the likelihood that there would be more than one female exchange student at the same time enough so that there's enough doubt as to which mm-hmm. one's the gay one. Yeah. yeah thinking too deeply so <laughs> <laughs> right so after the, the promposals the apples and bees happens we get I always forget his name Principal Hawkins <laughs> uh, talking to Didi uh, about you know like what the theater means to him and I, I this this song felt so <laughs> I don't know how to put it. I'm just like, if I was in a theater watching someone on stage espouse about why we love going to a theater, (laughs) I would lose my mind. (laughs) It's fine because it's a movie. It's fine because it's a movie. But I'm just like, if I was sitting in the audience and one of the actors on stage is talking to another actor on stage about how we the audience feels about looking at them on stage I was gonna I was gonna what is what is this what is happening we look to you I'm like bitch (laughs) oh my god I understand but it was so funny to me yeah. Agreed. I I also I think I also had a similar thought where it's just like, all right, that's a little self-aggrandizing, but go on. <laughs> we look to you. Da 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 da. And it was a, a a nice reminder that Keegan Michael Keegan sings. And I was like, oh yeah, he was in that one Christmas movie. Yeah, yeah, he was in he was in Jingle Jangle. He was he was yeah. fully in there singing. Um, yeah. I love that for him. He's a musical theater actress, actor, <laughs> actress. Hello. <laughs> the I I don't know what Swallow the Moon is about. 
but I feel like it's akin to ladies who lunch and I love that for Didi <laughs> um, <laughs> I feel like she's Patty Lapone-esque mm-hmm. uh, kind of 100% yeah I see that too especially 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 when um, in in uh, it's not about me she said like said I was too old to play Eva Peron which oh, is I right. think yeah. a thing that happened to Patty that happens and we can see like when um, the principal is talking about what it means the theater like it's like kind of warming Didi's heart a little bit because uh, again narcissist but yeah I love that that's the way that he got through to her <laughs> like, yeah I, I mean it's the most realistic it's not like he'd say a sob story and she'd be like oh the fact that it was entirely centered on her and her impact on him definitely mm-hmm. is the thing that made her go I am important thank you for noticing <laughs> <laughs> was it just Barry I think went to visit um, Emma's grandmother mm-hmm. um, we, we we get the information that because we got the information previously that uh, Emma had been kicked out uh, from the principal um, she'd been kicked out of her her home and she apparently now lives with her grandmother since she was 16 I'm guessing she's like 17 now Barry has like this bonding moment with Emma and her grandma because uh, Emma comes out they're meant to be getting her dressed for the prom because she was gonna wear a tux because the prom is not happening but no um and so they went to uh she went to get the best dress that she had which looks i gotta be honest looks like it's from the 1700s i don't know where they got the dress from um i mean it could have been tailored too it was a fairly cute dress like there's there's elements in it that could have been salvaged for like a modern adaptation of whatever the fuck she was wearing they could have um, I.e. like removing I, the white parts um, maybe like cinching it in a little bit giving it maybe a little bit of a slit on the leg we don't know I feel know. like it's also okay to leave period pieces as they are um, <laughs> I mean where'd you get it even? <laughs> I don't know to be honest um, but they have a bonding moment where Barry tells Emma that he ran away before his parents could kick him out properly. And he hasn't spoken to them in like 20 years or something like that. Which, you know, for you to keep your mom's number like for 20 years, like through multiple phones, I'm sure he doesn't have the same cell phone. I'm yeah. like that's that's cute and also like a bit like self-flagellating um, because you have no plans to ever call them, but you're still holding on to that number just in, in case, case one, one day, day Barry and Emma uh, decide to go shopping. She does get some makeover. We can see like all of the kids are getting dressed for prom at the same time. 
which it just makes me think of High School Musical. And now anytime I see high schoolers getting ready for a prom, it's gonna be a night. It's, uh... Uh, that one, that's, that's a superior song to this one. I'm sorry. It is. <laughs> I don't think, like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of High School Musical songs that are just... <sighs> Those are some good times. Anyway, um... But no, so it's tonight belongs to you. That is that is sung as as everyone's getting ready to go to the prom. And we can see like some kids are like arriving at the prom and they're like having a great time. Alyssa, no, Emma hasn't arrived yet. We see Alyssa getting ready to go, and she goes and like the kids are at the prom singing and dancing, having a great time. Yeah. There's this like featured dancer. She's like right in cent- front and center. She's like a, a young woman of color, and she's just like having her time of her life. And I was really mm-hmm. enjoying that for her. <laughs> One thing's universal. Life's a dress rehearsal. Something, 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 something. Blah blah blah. Tonight belongs to you. Once, the thing is, Alyssa. Is going to the prom with her mom. Uh, her mom's taking her, and they they get in, and we cut to Emma and the the. I I hadn't known about. I think I knew, but I had forgotten about the story of like the actual story that they had like organized, mm-hmm. what they had done. So as soon as they cut to Emma getting out of the pickup truck and there were no other cars in the parking lot, I was like, oh no, Mm. because that made no sense to me. Mm -hmm. I can't believe it didn't make sense to anyone else who was standing out there for so long. Yeah. What? I guess they were just like focused on Emma herself. She came out. She looked very cute. She looked very cute. She walks out, they take pictures, they're very excited for her, and she goes into the gym, and Dee Dee is the one who notices, like, there's no other cars out there. But also, you can hear nothing. There's no, no music. music. Yeah. There's no kids. Like, they walk in to the gym, which is where the prom is meant to be, and it's empty, there's balloons and streamers, but it's empty except for the principal who's on the phone uh, trying to understand what's happening. And we find out from Alyssa's side as she enters into a prom that the parents on the PTA secretly organized a different venue for the prom and constructed it so that Emma would not know at all. That so is she... sadistic as fuck. Like, that is unbelievably cruel for a- adults to do to a child. Like, yeah. it's Machiavellian. It's insane. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? Like, they were like, yeah, no, don't worry. Problem's happening. And everybody, they got everybody to lie to her when texting her too which by the way i don't know who she's texting out of these mm-hmm. people like like who 
does she have enough of an interest in to talk to outside of Alyssa within that school? Who knows? But like all of them being like, yeah, no, totally the gym. The gym. That's absolutely where the prom's happening. Haha, <laughs> see you there. Um, and also lying to Alyssa Avi because they know that she uh, is the other girl mm-hmm. who's gay and wants to go to the prom. I don't know. It's, just, it's, it's insane. It's very elaborate and very insane and so hurtful. <laughs> like, uh, I didn't get too emotional a lot in this movie, which is like, I know, shock. But I did get sad here. I didn't cry, yeah. but I was sad. Yeah. It's 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 upsetting. It's 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 very upsetting. Um yeah. especially when Alyssa calls Emma because of course she does. She calls Emma and Emma's first thought is, Did you know about this? And it's like, Of course I didn't. I didn't know anything, which is the truth. She didn't. Um and then after they speak for a few more seconds, Emma asks Alyssa to come and be with her. I think if she had come and been with her, like it would have still been bad, but she wouldn't have been alone, essentially, because what she wanted at the prom was a chance for them to have a prom time. But Alyssa's at the normal prom and she's out there on a limb by herself and Alyssa won't come out and join her because she's afraid of what her mother's gonna say. Emma hangs up on her and also at this time simultaneously because the the actors are like no we this is this is unbelievable. This is ridiculously cruel. We have to do something about us. We have to do X and Y. And I'm just like, no, this is actually the worst moment of my life. I don't want any more of your help. Please leave me alone. Um, Hawkins. Which is fair. Because they just like came in and bulldozed everything. Yeah. Um, Hawkins at this time um, learns that Didi and the other actors actually came here for uh, publicity because um, I think the publicist says like this is a this is a PR problem or something like that and Didi answers him in a way that kind of uh, says to Hawkins like oh that's why you came here it yeah. wasn't to I help. I mean she says um, no New York was a uh, publicity disaster this was supposed to fix that yeah and then it's like uh oh you said that in front of the guy that likes you Angie actually runs off after Emma um as she leaves and we can see like the next day I don't know if she like spent the night there um or what but they're just like hanging out on her bed and Emma doesn't seem like completely devastated um, anymore she still seems sad they seem to be trying to work on what Emma is going to do next the the actors come in and like they all try to like figure out what they're gonna do like you need to go on tv you need to like talk about your um story you have to let people know like what they did and stuff because on the on the literal 
news, I think Miss Green um, is making a statement. It's like, we didn't think that it would be safe uh, for her at a prom with everyone. So we tried to give her a prom as well um, because, you know, there are beliefs that are in our community that don't agree with her and we just didn't think it would be okay. And I'm just like, can it's Bullshit. just shit. Like no one believes <laughs> you. Like not one person believes you. So like why the fuck you are you lying even? Like why would it be any different from her going to school with those same kids every day? Like what <sighs> would be the difference? In fact exactly. they might be nicer to her because they're wearing nice clothes and they don't wanna get them messed up. So mm-hmm. Like what the what the hell, um, but um, Emma is just like very overwhelmed with the actors and all of all of the things that they're suggesting, and really does not want to be the face of any kind of huge story. She's just trying to live her little life, and most of them get ushered out. Angie stays behind again, saying so like, "I'll handle this. Just just leave it to me." I think uh, Barry is determined to get Dee Dee to try to get Emma on her ex-husband's talk show. Trent decides to go off and rap with the kids. He says in the non-musical way, but then he goes out and like literally sings like a, a show tune with them. So he did, he did, he did do it in the yeah. musical way. <laughs> Emma and Angie. Um after eating the haagen that Barry brought are on the couch and Emma is thanking um, Angie for having been a good friend to her and Angie starts to tell her a story uh, about like you know uh, the Fosse girl that ended up having to go on for Roxy Hart and killing it and how you have to like have a little attitude and like you know like be able to show yourself you know who you are like you can't just hide away um even if you're scared or you're nervous uh things like that you gotta have some zazz uh this is basically the chicago number (laughs) yeah it it encapsulates like um Roxy, as well as um, give him the razzle dazzle, as well as just like all of it, the type thing. But yeah, like give him some zazz. I mean, it's a pretty good pastiche of Fosse song. It is, it is. Emma seems, her her confidence builds up a bit after this. While this is happening, we go back to Barry and Didi. Uh, Didi is uh, watching uh, a movie. I forgot what it is. It's one of those rom-coms. From like the ages of the, of old i guess i mean it's in the, color so <laughs> the ages of old it has juliet <laughs> oh god i mean it's not super contemporary my gosh oh my god <laughs> okay so they're watching a rom-com and uh, she reveals that this is 
what uh, her and her ex-husband Eddie watched on their first date um, and how she was the primary uh, breadwinner in their relationship for the 15 years of it that they were married and how he literally was not doing well. He wasn't making money as a comedian. But when he de- when they decided to get divorced because uh, Didi realized that... Because Barry accused her of not being over him. But Didi said that she was just mad at herself for not realizing soon enough that he didn't love her. Like, it, it's revealed that he cheated on her several times. Um, and when they finally get divorced, uh, he took half of her money because they didn't have a prenup. So while she was successful at the time, uh, he then used the money from the settlement to get his talk show while she, as an actress, um, is fading from the spotlight. He is only having his success now, which is... Honestly, I felt pissed on her behalf. Uh, But that's why she is so against calling him for anything because he still wants more from her he wants the house in the Hamptons which I don't think that's her only house but I think it's like like her primary vacation home probably and so it would just be like another blow to her to lose that to him um, and then it the conversation turns to Barry where it's like you should try and reconcile with your parents, your mom, before it's too late. You know, you have regrets. And he's like, you don't understand. They were going to try to send me to therapy to change me, which took me out. I'm going to be honest. It's like James Corden was like having his emotions and like doing it, doing the thing. But it took me out because I was just like, but what if Andrew Rannells was doing this scene? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is. We are at the. I don't know, man. I think we're at that point with media where I'm like so surprised that casting directors and stuff aren't like fully embracing the fact that we would have preferred a gay person to play a gay person, specifically in instances where the gayness is important to the character. Yeah, it's relevant to the story. Exactly. Like, everything that... All the wisdom or whatever that he imparts on Emma or the support that he gives her is, you know, based in that, as well Mm -hmm. as, like, a lot of his own sort of stuff that's going on is based in that. And then you have to put on top of that that he's acting incredibly effeminate, which is like, yeah, sure, effeminate gay man exists, but like this man is not gay. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it yeah. feels like mockery. It feels. It, it does. Ugh. It yeah. feels ingenuous, specifically, and I will not let him go. Andrew Reynolds, who I am a fan of, is from a <laughs> no, but he's he's from yeah. a small town. He yeah. would he would he would feel that on multiple levels. Yeah. Like, I just, I just, 
Anyway, I feel like they put him in the role of Trent just so he would sing Love Thy Neighbor because he was a Mormon. For sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the only thing that I also, when Love Thy Neighbor came on, I was like, you know what? This is probably why he got this role. <laughs> so I'm just like, God damn it. Let him leave the Mormonhood. He didn't actually yeah. sign up to the thing. Uh, he anyway. is not actually Eller Price. Give us space. <laughs> Speaking of Love Thy Neighbors, um, that is... Wait, does that happen now or is that later? It's later. It's later. Okay. I was just going to skip over two songs, but that's fine. So uh, Barry convinces um, Dee Dee that uh, during this conversation that uh, Principal Hawkins is actually like interested in her. Like, and she should like go and like put on like her nice yellow cape and her cute boots and go and do something about it. And she does. She puts on the cape. She goes down to the school like... She goes to talk to them, but they have a non-conversation um, that is just them, like, sniping at each other. And then, like, instead of leaving, she decides to, you know, actually do something. And mm-hmm. because he mentioned how much uh, the role of, I think, was it Dolores? I can't remember specifically the name. But the role that she played in swallow the moon uh, the impact that it had on him again when when she sang the ladies improving and so she turns around comes back and begins to sing the ladies improving to him you know as like a way to be like i'm still the person who sang this song but also this song is reflecting me in this moment trying to improve myself uh, yeah. as a person so please accept me it's it's I like the song actually it's kind of I cute I feel like if they just wrote swallow the moon instead it would have been <laughs> <laughs> oh god no I literally I want them to make like a universe so that they write swallow the moon so that we get to see. I mean, they wouldn't be able to. I think they wouldn't be able to use the ladies improving. But I want to mm-hmm. see it anyway. Um, I feel that way about a lot of in-world in movie mu- musicals and stuff. When they're like, this musical exists. And then they sing like a snippet. And I'm like, I wonder what that musical would actually be like. <laughs> Like, don't me be shy. And the, <laughs> me and the Captain America musical, I'm still not letting that go. <laughs> I refuse until I see it. I refuse to let it go. Unless the song that they show me is trash, I refuse. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but the song, um, the ladies improving. Dun, 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 dun. Something, 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 da. And it goes into this, like, sort of, I mean, I guess a lot of the numbers do, this sort of, like, fantastical place where, like, now they're in show outfits and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it isn't super consistent because, like, not all the songs have that. Um, I guess it's mostly the songs that center the uh, Broadway people. 
that get yeah. that sort of vibe. Yeah. So I guess it's a motif. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, he, he seems to come around at the end of the song. They walk off arm in arm to go to the apples and bees. And I'm just like, guy, isn't school still like, in session? <laughs> <laughs> Are you also leaving? Like, <laughs> Are you taking an early lunch? What's happening? Yep. I don't understand. But uh, yes, so uh, they go off. Uh, Emma is uh, at the school. She finds Alyssa. Or or is it that Alyssa finds her? I don't recall. But they find each other. Um, and Emma asks again, like, did you know about this? She's like, of course I didn't. That's not, I wouldn't do that to you. And she's like, but you still like kind of left me out there by myself. That was the whole point of the prom was for you to come out to your mom. And yet when you had the opportunity, you didn't. You just kind of left me there. We get the song Alyssa Green, which is basically her stating that it's, it's hard for her to like try to meet the expectations of everyone that she loves Mm -hmm. um and she's finding it difficult to try and be her own person and not disappoint anyone else which honestly relatable (laughs) (laughs) the grades have to be perfect the hair has to be straight you have to join the debate club on that there's no debate You'll do Bible school each summer until you're 17. Endless rules apply when you're Alyssa Green. And then somewhere in the middle of that, Emma's like, hey, I believe that you like me. And I really like you too. But like this whole situation is super hurtful to me. So yeah, gotta bounce. Gotta go, gotta go, gotta go, gotta go. So they break up. Trent... We are at the moment. Trent goes to rap with the youngins, um, locating them at the food court. He, after mentioning once again that he is from Juilliard and lamenting their lack of a drama also program. Also wearing a Juilliard top, by the way. His shirt is Juilliard. Yeah. On top of that. And lamenting their lack of a drama program, which is probably um, encouraging their lack of according to him he decides like okay you're all good christian children i um you have a tattoo you lost your virginity i'm pretty sure um your parents are divorced and we should stone your mom and also i hope you don't masturbate or else we're gonna have to cut off your hands Uh, you can't pick and choose the Bible. Yep, that's all of that. And then, you know, it's like, but there is one thing that y'all should also still be following if y'all want to follow the rules, and that is love thy neighbor. Mm-hmm. And then within that song, they're like, oh, you're right. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this, I, it's, this follows children's movie logic. 
and it's upsetting me. I mean, I think I think it was meant to show that they weren't necessarily clinging to those beliefs out of their own like will and wherewithal. Mm-hmm. It was more like their parents because the guy I, I've forgotten his name already, but he was specifically like my stepdad says, and it's just like your stepdad is irrelevant. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's that kind of thing. Whereas like. The kids are but being like, influenced to think a certain way, but not necessarily because that's the way that they want to. Sure, but there isn't any real indication prior to this moment that their minds are easily could be easily changed in the mm-hmm. span of an afternoon. Yeah. Which is why why I'm like, it follows kids' movie logic. I mean, the rest of the movie does too. Like, by the end, I'm like, well... Just need to accept that things are going to happen for the sake of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it has to wrap up somehow. But after Love Thy Neighbor, Dee Dee came to announce that she had sold the house in the Hamptons. Well, sold. She'd given over um, the house in the Hamptons so that Emma could get the slot on Eddie's television show is going to be broadcast to 16 million viewers at least in the slot is going to get her story out Emma decides that uh, she's very grateful but she's not going to go on TV she's going to do it her own way which (laughs) did they have they consulted her with this because if they had then it would be shitty of her to be like lovely and all for you to give up one possession that you've been having you know that your husband's been lording over you this entire time um however your sacrifice was for nothing or they just did this without her awareness after knowing for a fact that she did not like their meddling and like now i'm like well i do feel bad that you had to give up this possession of yours but at the same time did she know i don't think (laughs) she knew the price I don't think that she, I don't know, because it, I, I think it seemed after like her and Angie did the whole Zaz thing, I think she said that she would do the TV mm-hmm. thing, but I don't think she knew about the fact that, um, it Didi, would cost a house. Yeah, it would cost Didi a house to get mm-hmm. that done. Like, I don't think that part was discussed with her. So I think when when it came to like I don't want to be on TV anymore. I thought it I think she thought it was just like oh they just asked someone mm-hmm. and now she doesn't want to be on the TV anymore. Not that oh you know Dee Dee signed over ownership of her house to her ex-husband to get you this 8 p.m. slot on this television yeah. show. Um so of course uh Dee Dee loses it. Uh, and Emma and Barry go running uh, out out the door <laughs> um, because you know Didi has lost it. They have a conversation where Emma and Barry uh, talk about the fact that she wants to have another prom mm-hmm. and she wants Barry to be her date. Uh, because 
they had spoken before about how Barry had been too frightened to go into his own prom because he saw his crush walk in with his date, um, who was a girl, and he just couldn't do it. So uh, Barry is inviting, is invited as Emma's date to her prom. And he's so excited. Uh, Barry's going to prom. Something, something, something. Barry is going to prom. Yeah. And yeah, I just, the accent. I mean, when he's solo singing, you can hear the sort of uh, put on Mm -hmm. American accent, which is really funny for me to say because of the, you know, my accent is this. But it's just. There's like no, a but certain you can, quality. He's, he's like forcing it. He's forcing it. You you can tell yeah. that it's not like settled in his mouth or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, There's a quality to like some of the vowel sounds that I'm like, I can hear your British accent on top of this. Yeah. After Barry's going to prom, uh, Emma is doing doing it her way she's telling her story i don't know if it was like a stream that she did or just a recorded video but she's talking about i mean i don't think they know either if i'm being honest i don't think they know how the internet works (laughs) some some of how this was happening i was like i don't think this is this is not how that works but go off (laughs) um but yeah so uh, people, other other queer uh, kids see it as well. Um, see the song, uh, which is "Unruly Heart," uh, which goes viral, I guess, um, in whatever their concept of the internet is. It goes viral, <laughs> and we get these yeah, like because okay. I'm going to explain it because I'm not being cruel for no reason. What's <laughs> happening here is she starts off, it looks like she's just filming like webcam, like using a webcam for a regular like YouTube type video. Yeah. And she says like how horrible it was that the whole second prom thing happened and she wrote a song and she wants to sing it. And so she sings a song. And in the middle of the song, as people are watching and reacting to it, they are sending her videos or yeah. like participating yeah. somehow in her live stream, if it's a live stream, without any real indication that that was what it was, where they are contributing. And it's not contributing in a way where it's like, you're watching something and you're like, I'm singing about my emotions. No, they're interacting with her. Yeah. They're like, hey girl, it was horrible what happened to you. In the middle of the song that she's recording still. And then everybody's <laughs> singing in harmony. And I was just like, I don't understand what actively is happening right now. Like, anyways, so that's what it is. <laughs> Yes. And she is going to, like we mentioned before, have an inclusive prom for these kids. So 
She starts putting up signs. She starts putting up the signs before there's a venue, before there's there's a there's any kind of funding. I don't know where she, what she was gonna. She's gonna like, hope. She's gonna wish on a feather that this problem is gonna happen. I guess because yep. the adults are starting in the motel trying to work out like. It's. I mean, we can rent the gym, I guess, and like, there's gonna we need we're gonna need like lights and a DJ. Like they haven't sorted anything out, but I guess yeah. it already has a date. Like she's just, <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> but you know, she's hopeful, I guess. So they like pool their money. They don't have that much because they're actors, um, except for. Didi who has like an Amex card <laughs> and Didi who's just like trying not to get involved because she's like I already gave up a house for this and it didn't amount to anything <laughs> I honestly was on her side not gonna lie. I was like the woman gave up a house whether or not Emma knew it is r- irrelevant at this point she does not have this house that she actively did not want her husband to have her ex-husband to have she gave that up for emma and again whether or not emma was aware of this or not is irrelevant because Mm -hmm. now she's being expected to give her black amex card (laughs) to pay for this well i I was just like no (laughs) fundraise or something but like leave the woman's funds alone oh god still you know, she's becoming a, I guess, better person. I don't know. I, um, sure. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I'm not in agreement with it. But I'm just saying. <laughs> it's it's on her path to, like, enlightenment, I guess. So, they work on uh, doing the prom. They, they have a venue... But, like, as they're beginning to, like, get ready to decorate, um, Miss Green comes in uh, from the PTA and is like, this is not, you can't do this. This is not a, this is not a PTA sanctioned event. You can't host this. And they're like, this is not a school event. Um, they're just renting the, the gym uh, so they can do whatever they want. And it doesn't involve the PTA. And they're just like, oh, we'll see what the parents have to say about this. Like, you can't, this can't happen. The kids, the cheerleaders, and the footballers come in and they're apologizing to Emma, you know, for what they did for lying before. It, it wasn't like the best thing that they did it, it they've been, it, they've been explained to about how, how they were feeling before it was wrong by um Trent and they're like you should be a teacher and Trent just looks to the <laughs> principal and just like you're hired and I was like that's no that's See, never yeah <laughs> This is what I was also alluding to earlier, where I was like, this children's movie logic happens here, where it's just like, you guys need a, 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 you know, a drama teacher, and then like seven scenes later, it's like, 
hey, want to be a drama teacher, a position that did not exist to begin with, and you can't just like on the spot be like, yeah, drama teacher, that's something we can do. You've not looked at any logistics, but fine. <laughs> like, no logistics, no references. Like, you know this guy was on TV. I guess that's all that you need in Indiana. Um, sure. So... <laughs> so Miss Green is uh, still trying to put a stop to this. And Alyssa, who is there, is like, Mom, stop. This is enough. Um, And people just want to be who they are. They just want to have fun. And so she turns to Emma in this moment and confesses love to her. And Emma's just like, I love you too wow Uh, (laughs) and of course uh, Alyssa's mom is like no what what are you doing we'll talk about this tonight because this is not I think she said something akin to I just don't want you to have a hard life somewhere in there that was before she confessed to being gay and she doesn't, for her credit, she doesn't, like, make a huge scene of it. I forgot that um, before this, before they entered the gym, though, Barry's mother. Um, oh, right. Yes. Yeah, that that happened just before they entered the gym. Um, yeah, so Dee Dee calls the mom and she arrives and, you know, Barry's appropriately annoyed at Dee Dee for Mm -hmm. going over his head and then the mom is here to apologize and he's like you don't get to do that you don't get to come here decades later all like I miss you and I'm sorry and all of this stuff whereas you know I've been gone for decades you could have called (laughs) you could have called and you didn't so you know how sorry are you really again you know, like we said before, <laughs> the casting choice truly did take away from this moment for me. But mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh god! Um, but yes, yeah, that does happen. They kind of reconcile a little bit. Um, Barry's told that his father isn't up to; he isn't there yet in terms of like coming to terms with Barry's sexuality um Mm -hmm. but she still wants to like know him and they they kind of hug and they make up but here in this moment with Alyssa and her mother um we can see that her mother is not there (laughs) and rather than make a scene about it which she has made a scene about everything everything Mm -hmm up to this point Mm -hmm. she just kind of says we'll talk about this later and leaves and like it's it's still devastating to Alyssa that you can like read on her face quite clearly yeah the prom uh is still gonna happen um Mm -hmm. and now Alyssa has Emma in a way so Alyssa and Emma uh, enters the prom. Emma's in that tux that she wanted to wear. 
happy for her. Um, and they meet back up with uh, the uh, the uh, thespians uh, that had come. Um, they're all like pleased with how the gym looks. It looks very nice. Um, yeah. Like kids from all over the state are planning to come uh, to this event. Like it's it's big now. It's real big. Things just start happening in succession because the movie is closing out. Uh, sure. <laughs> so, so like, I f- I feel like they they're talking, and then uh, Angie gets the phone call that she's now gonna be cast as Roxy Hart because Tina Louise has shingles, and they're like, "What did you tell them?" It's like, "I have a prom to go to, baby," and they're like, "Yeah," and he's like, "Absolutely not. I'm on the red eye mm. tomorrow, so we have prom to celebrate tonight. Let's go." <laughs> Which honestly. There, she's been waiting yep. for this one, so yep. cannot blame her. Um, I was actually very confused as to why they were all like, "Yeah, you stick it to him," and I'm like, "No, no, 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 no! This is <laughs> her life. Like after this prom, that's it. Like, yeah, she goes back to real life. Like I don't know what it is that you think is happening, but she needs something to go back to. Yeah, l- legitimately." Uh, they tell Barry ahead of time that he's going to be crowned as the prom queen. Um, so that's fine, Which I guess. Which is a lie. <laughs> because at the end of Build a, the Build a Prom song, um, Emma and Alyssa are the ones with crowns, but okay. <laughs> I, I forget when Dee Dee and Principal Hawkins kissed, but they do kiss at some point in this film. All of the kids come. All of all of the kids for the inclusive prom club uh, from from all over. We have like clearly like queer, lesbian, trans, um, bi, potentially. Uh, I forgot gay <laughs> kids coming in, and it just seems to be like very fun time. Finally, coming in uh, is. Alyssa's mom who says that despite everything the thing that she cares about the most is her daughter and that she's loved her since the moment that she laid eyes on her and that doesn't change essentially accepting her the way that she wanted and everyone claps it's a very nice moment yeah um also i was thinking about this a lot of these moments that people are having in private and public everyone is watching them and Mm -hmm. it's very uncomfortable it's like (laughs) every little conversation that's being had between the main characters everyone in like in the vicinity is like oh whatever thing we were talking about or doing right now is so unimportant in comparison to these two people who we've never met in our entire lives interacting (laughs) and we need to see whether or not they forgive each other for something we were never a part of it's really strange i mean it's very movie-like but at the same time i was like and i get that it's in the middle of the song too so it's just like we're disrupting the song for these conversations so it seems logical that because you know the thing everybody's doing has come to a halt for a couple of characters that everybody's watching them but that's not how things work (laughs) you could just like pretend to still be dancing somewhere or whatever 
anyways that just really bothered me (laughs) yeah that's why and they're all like build a prom for everyone it's time to dance and emma and Alyssa kiss and yeah the movie's over let's get into our ratings start off with our classic rhetoric um music and choreography uh <laughs> it's a bit hard to rate the choreo uh for some of the bigger dance scenes in this movie mostly because they shot them from the front almost exclusive that's so like weird to think about like now but it's like mm-hmm. I'm used to like multi multi angled um big dance sequence shots. But they shot yeah. them mostly from the front. Like they were just like, no overhead. No, it's fine. Mm-hmm. We're just gonna just gonna shoot them right from the front. Which is how an audience would see them. I'm not gonna lie. But yeah. But I when feel, you have film, you can do more. <laughs> I feel cheated slightly. Um Mostly because there were overhead partial shots in some of the other scenes. I'm just like, why not without dancing? But anyway. um, In terms of the music, I enjoyed most of the songs. Um, (laughs) You've heard my commentary for most of the songs. Um, (laughs) So you can gauge the ones that I didn't like quite as much. But... The ones that I did like, I I thoroughly enjoyed. I really liked um, It's Not About Me. I uh, really enjoyed, um, oh, what is that? Love Thy Neighbor. That was fun. Um, they, they, so, they, it's a bit of a disservice. I didn't really like many of Emma's songs despite her being the main character um honestly would not listen to Unruly Heart ever again um I'm not trying to be mean (laughs) I just I was listening to it as it was I know it's meant to be like a heartfelt like engaging song it's meant to like pull at your heartstrings I was just like God, <laughs> please. Yeah. I'm getting through this for the sake of watching the movie, and that's the only reason. Mm. Um, but, you know, that's just my opinion. <laughs> so, I would say, for music and choreo, I would give this film a... Uh... Mm. I'll give it a th- 3.75 out of 5 guitars okay uh yeah the music was fine I also enjoyed um honestly I enjoyed every Marilyn Marilyn Merrill song uh yeah I think those are my top songs. Love Thy Neighbor is a fun song. Uh, Dance With You is a cute song. Yeah, I also, 
wouldn't actively choose to listen to in really hard either which is sad because it's like the 11 o'clock number and it's like for an 11 o'clock number it doesn't offer a lot Mm -hmm. which is sad because again like you said like it's essentially Emma's story Um, I mean it isn't but it kind of is but whatever Um, I'll get into that in the next category Uh, I I the songs are fine, you know? So I'm <laughs> yeah, but that's them... the issue. They're just fine. Yeah. They're, they're okay. And the choreography as well, it's fine. I think it's... They probably kept a lot of the stage choreography, but I don't mm-hmm. know that for a fact. Um, which is probably why they sort of didn't... Oh, I'm like giving them excuses but like they <laughs> probably didn't like consider other angles and any other dynamic shooting when it comes to the choreography because they were using choreography that was meant necess- what meant to for the most part be seen from the front um, that might not even be the case but I'm willing to give them that much of the benefit of the doubt uh, but as a result I'm going to be giving it like 3.5 guitars okay um story so because this is based on loosely based on real life events they had a bit of a plot that they could follow intrinsically um like the the whole second prom thing was like, I think he said it was Machiavellian. That was like, that's such a plot twist to like throw into the middle of the of the story. Like, I think just before intermission, it's just like, whoop, sorry, second prom. Um, but I, and I think for that reason, it, it's difficult to give it like a low rating because it's what actually happened like it's not like something in fabled history where we have to be like oh maybe this or maybe this we can literally go back to 2010 and look at news reports and see like how much they decided to to keep a knot from the story um so I think in terms of like plot and what happens it was interesting to watch because I wanted to know how it was going to end up for Emma expecting a happy ending because it felt like that kind of um I was gonna say film but that kind of musical I've only ever been tricked once and that was by falsettos, and we will never mention it again. Um, speaking of Andrew Reynolds. <laughs> speaking of Andrew Reynolds. Oh, God. Um, but no, I think I think in terms of story, they did they did well for an adaptation of real life events that wouldn't be. I mean, it would be offensive to to people in the Bible Belt, but um, like would be fairly palatable to like an audience that's just coming to see a show. Um, so for the story, I'll give it like a 
for uh no like a stable I think a stable four is what I'll give it for um Juilliard t-shirts fine I see so here's the thing for me it's that even though it's Emma's story the celebrities are centered so heavily and that I don't know. I guess this is it is true. an interesting this is true. take. Like, I do get that it is an interesting take to, like, because it's, you know, it's an quote, unquote, sort of predictable story to have the center of attention also be the main character, I guess. But, um, like, the person whose story is central to the development of this entire thing is kind of a peripheral character. And it really weirded me out um, because it, I was like, I don't know, man. Maybe it is more interesting to have an, the perspective of like the celebrities who come in to um, try and save this girl's, you know, prom and like the the whole nefarious plot behind that and stuff like that. But like, uh, I would have. I would have been fine seeing Emma's story of her, you know, fighting for prom prior to the the celeb assistance, um, you know, <laughs> like it happened in real life. I don't know. I, I would have been interested to see how we got here, essentially, because we just got dropped in the middle of the thing and then we abandoned it for two seconds so that we could establish a second thing that would let us get back to the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, without having that much more um, exposition have to be given to us. Um, so I don't know. It's I would I would have liked to see more Emma. I would have liked it to be about her, um, which is probably why Unruly Heart doesn't work that well for me is because I like she is so peripheral to her own story. That mm-hmm. like her being like, and I'm singing about my heart. I'm like, that's nice and everything, but who are you? You know, uh, so that's kind of where I land with that. Um, I do like again. I agree that like as a story, it is quite. It would be. It, it is an interesting one, and especially that that second prom reveal was so hurtful like I absolutely felt that and I was absolutely there with them um but otherwise it's just kind of like it feels cookie cutter even though they went for a slightly un uh unexpected perspective of like the celebrities in the whole thing mm-hmm. um yeah so I, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna give it like 3.75 Juilliard t-shirts And then finally, overall enjoyment. Did I enjoy the movie? I mean, it didn't make me fall asleep. And that has been like a bar (laughs) that we've had to set in the past. Um, I, I enjoyed it. I think like my expectations were already a bit colored because... James Corden, um, the the whole situation, uh, and then this being a kind of real story uh, as well, 
trying to see how they were going to balance that. I liked it for the most part. There wasn't there wasn't really any parts that were slow. Sometimes I think my mind just hates ballads. Um, not all ballads, but some of them. I think for overall enjoyment, I would have to give it. I'll give it. A, I'm so I just feel in such a way because I love Andrew Reynolds and I love Meryl Streep so much so like to rate them anything less than a four feels like a betrayal uh on my part so i'm just gonna give them a four let's give it a four for overall enjoyment i enjoyed it at a four um what was it tony awards fair there we go um (laughs) see okay here's the thing it has lesbians yes it has Meryl Streep. It has Andrew Reynolds. It has yes. fun, it has Nicole Kidman. It has a fun little Fosse number. It has mm-hmm. a great ladies who lunch type moment. It has mm-hmm. uh, a cute little lesbian love song about dancing with each other. It has Carrie Washington, who's like we didn't really talk about. She's here, you know. Yeah, she's yeah, she's, she's here. Key, you know, <laughs> like it. There's so many things that are working in its favor that it hurts so much to Mm -hmm. not enjoy it as much as I wish I did. Yes. Because I'm like, it has all of the ingredients, man. It has Ariana DeBose. Like, I love her. And I'm so happy for her little moment that she's having right now. And like, sort of, she's going to be in West Side Story as well. Like, I'm just like super happy for her and I love her. And I'm like, yes. And at the same time, I'm like, it felt like it was Netflix's very first musical ever made. Maybe it was, but like it felt like they, there was something missing. There, there was something like mm-hmm. emotional missing, to mm-hmm. the point of it didn't feel genuine enough for me, um, which sucks. Because I was like, yeah, you know, we're having a, our cute little prom queer prom moment um, of these like relative like these real stories that were brought onto stage and then now onto screen um and you know it's hard to not think of how much i loved everyone's talking about jane everybody's talking about jane in comparison to this because only mm-hmm. it's not not only because it's literally the last musical i watched but like it has a lot of the same you know elements a lot of the same conflict that it's like ah ah this could have been so good um but yeah i think i think i'm gonna give it 3.75 uh tony awards i wish i could give it more because there's so many things that on paper i love about this movie so yeah (laughs) (sighs) <sighs> Alright. Uh, time for obsessions. Okay. You should know what time it is. It's the time for obsessions. All of the theater to screen news. 
All of our likes and things that ha- wait, wait. All of our <laughs> likes, things that have us psyched and obsessions. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, not this is a part of a podcast, as the song indicates, where we talk about things that we like that are theater related, musical related, musical theater related, and. Um, the thing I'm going to first talk about is kind of unrelated to all of that I just said, but there's music in it <laughs> and Michelle Williams. <laughs> so I recently, and by recently, I mean the day before yesterday, watched a Hallmark movie called Christmas in Harmony. And it is a story of a music exec, I guess, going to her hometown and like helping with the Christmas choir or whatever and being in love with like her code conductor person. And Michelle Williams is in it. Michelle Williams of Destiny's Child's fame. Um, the lead actress is Ashley Murray, who plays Josie from Josie and the Pussycats in Riverdale. Luke James is in it. Uh, Loretta is in it. Um, it's. First of all, it's black lead. Like, I was floored. <laughs> the arrangements for every single, like, qu- of choral arrangement, it was just so good. It was so, so good. I will I will send you a fit, the fit, if I can find anything. But, like, it's just, it's so good. I enjoyed every part of it. And both unironically and ironically, because I watched Hallmark movies mostly ironically, but this was just i was just like yes these arrangements are amazing michelle williams plays like this diva who isn't really that much of a diva she's a really nice diva and she sings carol of the bells at the end and it's just it's great it's a really good i i enjoyed it a lot so if you have an accessibility to hallmark movies um christmas and harmony is one that you should watch it came out this year um, actually, Hallmark is making a very act, like conscious effort of casting people of color, people of color in lead uh, roles this year. It's very interesting. Um, the next thing that I wanted to talk about, or just sort of mention, is that Company, the musical, uh, Stephen Sondheim musical Company, did a Tiny Desk concert, the NPR stuff. So if you go onto YouTube and just type that in. <laughs> It's there. Um, they did not do Ladies Who Lunch, which is fine, I guess. <laughs> I don't think they did Being Alive either, but you know, out, other than that, it's it's fun times. And finally, um, um, Amy Atkinson sang Dead Mom. I don't know what this thing was for, but uh, she sang Dead Mom from Beetlejuice. And I enjoyed it. So, yeah. That is all I have. Those are all the things. For my side, uh, hello, welcome to my Sharon D. Clark Stan account. Um, (laughs) I'm sorry. I am in love (laughs) with this woman. Um, But the reason I'm talking about her today is I think either in the last episode or the episode before I mentioned Caroline or Change um, was going to Broadway or is on Broadway. Something Broadway, Caroline or Change. Very exciting. 
what's exciting now is that they are recording a cast album there has uh never been <laughs> there's never been a cast album recorded for caroline or change so if i ever wanted to listen to the songs you have to actually go and like find them somewhere um so I'm so excited uh, that it's going to happen. I'm so excited that it's going to be with Sharon's uh, Caroline. Uh, I'm just very happy for her and, and all of this information. Caroline or Change is such a good musical. And I feel like just having the cast album is going to expose people to such good music. Um, honestly. Um and yeah, uh, oh, Tick Tick Boom is out. <laughs> it's out. We haven't watched it yet. Neither of us. We'll probably inform you of how that goes in the next episode. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. That's it. Okay. Thank you for listening. Thank you for, like, being patient for this month's episodes. It's been a ride. I've been both ill and injured. And um, yeah, it's not been great, but we're here and it's done and you're listening to it, Obvi. So thank you for being patient for those to come out. We're, this is why we're doing the double feature thing. Um, and yeah, catch us in our next month, December month stuff. Um, you can catch us on social media. I'll probably be announcing very soon what it is that we'll be covering next month. So you can keep your eye on Selena. I'm kidding. Um, keep your eye on our social media on TikTok. That's a lie. I keep wanting to say TikTok <laughs> and I keep forgetting that it's not a thing. On Twitter and Instagram at TMMTMM podcast. Um, we have a Patreon, patreon.com forward slash TMMTMM podcast. You can email us on tell me more, tell me more podcast at gmail.com. We have a Tumblr, tell me more, tell me more podcast.tumblr.com. And we also have playlists for songs that we like from each movie that we cover, so long as the like cast album or the music thing soundtrack that's what it's called so long as the soundtrack is on spotify so if you go onto spotify and you look for tmmtmm podcast and you go to the profile and not the podcast itself you will find a playlist for each year that this podcast has existed until then though um until whenever it is that we upload next i have been your host leah and i have been your host adicia and this has been Tell Me More, Tell Me More, the podcast. Goodbye. Goodbye. Hi, Leah again. As I was editing the episodes, news of Stephen Sondheim's passing came out. So on behalf of the podcast, I'd like to say rest in peace to one of the most influential and incredible musical theater writers. He was an inspiration to me, and though he'll never know it, he's changed my life and made me feel deeply and think in new ways. He has done so much for us in the community and will not be forgotten. His legacy will live on and continue to move people. And it's not much, but I'm sending all of you who feel affected love, positive energy, thoughts, and prayers. Thank you for listening to our show.